What's up, youth? It's Pastor Aaron. Stoked for you guys to listen to this message. Check it out. Amen. Okay, so title today is um, New Beginnings with Jesus. And um, I actually remember this week on Wednesday, I was walking by Vance and I said, hey, what's new and exciting? And he said, well, with Jesus, everything's new and exciting. And it's true. And um, actually something hit me in my message that happened after he said that. And I'm going to share that a little later. But um, new beginnings with Jesus. So I have three points. And my first point is, who told you? So when I was preparing this, I um, was reading John 1, 1 through 2. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So I read that, and I thought, well, let me go to the beginning. And so I started reading Genesis, and I got to Genesis 3, where um, Eve's in the garden, and she's by the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And um, the serpent comes down, and in Genesis 3, 4 through 5 says, and, the, and the, then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And if you catch that lie, it says you will be like God, and basically saying, and he and God knows it. You'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So they ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and they noticed that they were naked, and then they hid. And God was coming into the garden, and this is what God said in verse 11. And he said, God, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat from? And I've heard this before, but my question to you is, who told you? Who told you that that doing that drug was going to feel good? Who told you that maybe you weren't, good enough for something? Who told you that looking at something would be fun? Who told you? Then the second part of that is God said, have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat from? So the first question is who told you? And then the second question is did you partake in it? Did you do it? So people can introduce you to things, but it's you who chooses to partake in it. So if we have pain or anger or frustration or anything, we can go before Jesus and get healing from that. There's also another part where we partake in it. That's our sin. And we get to go before Jesus and confess that sin and ask for forgiveness and receive that forgiveness. An example of my life was when I was in school, 
I, in elementary school, I struggled in school. I didn't know the difference between like a lowercase b and a lowercase d. They looked the same to me. I didn't know my left from right. People, I didn't know capital L which way it went. And people would say, put up your left hand. It'll make a it'll make an L. And I didn't know people didn't have left-right confusion, so I was like, well, which one's my left? <laughs> and so I couldn't really, I didn't really know. And um, I started being pulled out of class for testing, and I would hear things that authorities in school would say, like, we don't know what to do with her. Or I would hear, did you study for the test? Or I would hear, She's just not quite grasping the concepts. It got to the point that I was actually held back in first grade. It was before No Child Left Behind. So I was held back, and people would ask me, why aren't you in my class? And I didn't know how to respond. Nobody told me how to respond to questions like that. So I started feeling like uncertainty and embarrassment and shame, like there was something wrong with me. And it only got worse when I went to high school. My, I went to a math class, and the teacher told me, there's only two reasons why you're in my class. You're either really, really stupid, or you're really, really lazy. And either one of them is not good. So I decided I wasn't really going to show up to that class. I very rarely showed up to that class. Later, I had a science teacher that came up, to, that I, came, I went up to the science teacher and I said, I really want to learn this. Can you sit down and tell me how to do the assignment? And he said, he, he was tall, we called him the dinosaur. He was tall and he was old. And he put his hand on me. He literally laughed like this. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, Sandra, you're so funny. Oh, okay, go copy off of Sean's paper now. And I was like, okay. And I felt, you know, I was just like, whatever. I really wanted to learn this. So I went over to my friend, Sean, and I said, I'm supposed to copy off of you. Um, here, my, put my name on the paper. Please fill in the blanks. I'm out of here. And he said, are you sure you want to leave? And I said, yeah, I'm out. Um, so I picked up my stuff, and I left. And I believed at that point that that's who I was. I ended up getting it. My friend asked me to start going to beauty school with her. So I went, basically, because I got to leave school at 12 o'clock and then go to beauty school. It was in color theory class that they were talking about molecules and um, hair color and what molecules are in what hair color and um, we were looking at hair color under microscopes and we were learning about all sorts of stuff and all of a sudden it was like a download of what I knew I knew in science but I couldn't grasp the concepts and all of a sudden it all came to life for me and it all made sense. And then I ended up going back to science and I started passing my test. And I was asked, what's going on with you? And I said, I'm learning it in beauty school. I get it, it makes sense to me because I can see it happening in the color. And um, it was at that point that I realized that I learned differently. And there were hurts, and there were things said over me, and there were teachers 
that were not in the right. And Jesus healed me from those things. But I also had to sit before him and confess because when I was leaving school and not going to class, I was choosing to do things that were sinful and they were harming me and they weren't good for me. And I needed to confess those things and admit that I was doing those things. See, we have a choice. I could have stayed in math class and I could have kept going to the teacher and he and then he might have seen, okay, she's not lazy and she's not dumb. She's not, she's not getting it. I could have stayed in science and say, okay, Sean, then you tell me how to do the assignment. But I didn't choose that. I chose to go out and do things that I should not have been involved with. So I was able to sit before Jesus and confess those things. And I'm today... If God was to walk in here and he asked you, where are you? Is there something that's coming up for you that's sitting? Mine always sits like right in the pit of my stomach. But is there something that's coming up for you? Because today is the day you deal with it with Jesus and you don't leave here with it. Whatever it is, if there's something coming up, don't leave here with it. And the Maybe you didn't have an experience like that. I've also done this. Have you walked by a sibling's room? I had a brother, and like something's out on his counter, and maybe you tried it out of curiosity. Maybe it was your own doing, and maybe it was your own curiosity that got you to watch something or partake in something that wasn't good. But whatever that is, if something's coming up, you have pastors here, you have Pastor Aaron, you have leaders here. You could talk to one of us or just sit before God, but don't leave with it today. Um, my second point is a new life, new master. So in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore... If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So I looked this up in my reference Bible because I wanted a clear understanding, and I got, new, I got a new understanding, and I was so excited this week about this. This is what it says. It says, Christians are brand new people on the inside. The Holy Spirit gives them new life, and they are not the same anymore. We are not reformed, rehabilitated. We are recreated, new creations, living in vital union with Christ. At conversation, we are not merely turning over a leaf, but we are beginning a new life under a new master. And I love this because it was just like Vance said. Everything's new with Jesus. Everything's great. And it's so true. And I walked through a lot of things in my life. And there was a time where I was struggling. And God, God taught me his ways. There was a time where I would... Um, I would judge people, and 
I learned that judging was wrong. What my job is to do is to guard my heart and have healthy boundaries and realize and decide what I allow in and out. Judgment is not for me. My job is to take care of, is to guard myself. And I used to react to things and that was never good, but I learned how to respond to things. And it takes me a while sometimes to process things. And I don't beat myself up for that at all. I just take the time I need and then I respond to people or situations or whatever it may be. Um, and I remember there were times where I would be, I would go to Jesus and I would be like, and I would be like, Jesus, I feel so alone and I feel like everything's against me. And I got flashes of uh, Jesus walking with the cross and Jesus at that time when he was going to the cross. And I just heard in my heart, yeah, I know what it's like to feel alone and to feel pressure. Um, I remember going to him one time and I said, I called this person a friend, Jesus, and they turned their back on me. How could that happen? And I remember, and I got a picture of Jesus walking by, seeing Peter and hearing the, the, the third crow and him going, yeah, my best friend denied me three times. And I, that was, those were the times before Jesus's feet crying out to him like that, that I realized that there's nothing that I walk through that Jesus himself has not walked through. He understands, he understands, but he understands at a deeper level than we do, I think, because when Jesus was tempted by the devil, he was fasting for 40 days, 40 nights. He was really hungry. I've never been, I've never allowed myself to get that hungry <laughs> to be tempted by the devil like that. Um, I'm, but, um, and when pressures come and you feel like the world's against you, Jesus sweated blood before he took the cross. And if you look up what that means, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of stress in your body to actually sweat blood. So he understands. He understands at everything. And when I think about that, and I think that I get it, I get a new life in Christ. And I got an understanding of that this week because I did have my joy restored to me. And I did have a lot of things restored to me, but they aren't the same joy that I used to have. This is a joy in Christ. This is a, like a joy at a much different level with much more understanding. And when I go through things now and when life hits me and stuff, it's with a different attitude. It's that I get before the Lord, okay, Lord, what are you doing here? And I have this joy and this expectancy to see what he's going to do because he's going to do something and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be better than what I could do. So I encourage you to really think about that and think about 
a new life in Christ. And I was actually so excited yesterday because I'm like, I love my life. I love the life I have in Christ. It's not perfect, and I have really bad days, but my new life in Christ is so good. It's so good. And I, my third point is show your love because it's not just a feeling. John 13, 34 through 35 says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have loved one another. And I thought, well, I need to really make sure that I got a clear understanding about that because love one another sometimes it's not the easiest thing to do. So I read this, and it said, Love is more than a warm feeling. Love is an attitude that reveals itself in action. We show love when we help and it's not convenient, by giving when it hurts, devoting energy to other welfare, others' welfare than our own, by absorbing hurts from others without complaining or fighting back. This is not easy to do. However, people will notice it and know that you are empowered by a supernatural source. If you were here last Wednesday night, Pastor Chase was talking about how he had to love people and he had to do it by starting to speak it. And his speaking became action, and then his action, his heart changed. And I love when God kind of does that, and where Chase and I were thinking about the same thing. And 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13 says, And now abide faith, hope, love in these three. But the greatest of these is love. And I just want to challenge you this week that if things are coming up in your mind and situations that you've heard gossip and slander and bad things, that you start praying about it before the Lord and see what he has to say about it and ask him to show you how he sees it. And I suggest doing even what Chase was doing. Just start speaking it. If you're walking up and there's people talking about a place and it's not positive, and maybe you know the place, and maybe there's something you really like about the place, speak it and say, you know what I really like about that place? And start changing the language going on. Start stirring that new language going on and start speaking life into things. And if people are talking bad about others, maybe say, yeah, but you know what that person did for me? Even if it's the littlest thing, just start speaking life over things. Where death is being spoken, start speaking life. And if you do do that this week, and I really challenge you to try it and do it, I really want to hear stories about that. So please do share if you do do that. And see if the atmosphere around you is changing. Because we get to speak life or death. 
I, so in closing, if there's something today that God brought up in the who, who told you, I just want you to really think about it and really t- talk to the Lord about it and deal with it today. Maybe you do want to step out and start talk, speaking life into people's life. This is the time to start practicing that. And um, I also want to encourage you to really just start thinking about God and walking with Jesus and the new life that you have in him because that's what the word says. You have a new life in him. You can leave the old behind you and walk in a new life. And um, I just want to encourage you to really just think about that. And I hope that God spoke to your hearts today. And I'm going to close in prayer. So, Father God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for everyone that's here. And I just ask that um, whatever you're stirring up in hearts this morning, Lord, allow us to deal with it. And if there is even denial going on, Lord, um, reveal that to us, Lord. Thank you so much for today. Amen. Hope you guys got a ton out of that message. I know I did. If you want to connect with us here at The Rock Youth, follow us on Instagram at The Rock Church YTH. Subscribe to us on YouTube or Spotify by searching The Rock YTH or text The Rock Youth MS or The Rock Youth HS to 33222 for texting updates on everything going on at The Rock Youth. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast feed. See you next time.